It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. everyone and welcome to the Sonic Society, the world's largest showcase of modern audio drama, continuing our 16th year in bringing you the very breadth of what radio drama, audio fiction, pulp audio, audio theater, audio movies, whatever you want to call it, it is still audio drama. David Alt will be back with us next week and this week we've got an exciting show, Confessional by Jill Korn. 1429, France and England have been at war for a hundred years. England has the upper hand, threatening the sovereignty of the Dauphin, heir to the French throne. Out of Lorraine comes a young countrywoman, Joan of Arc, who attacks an English stronghold in preparation for the breaking of the siege of Orléans. But Gilles Durand, the bravest of her captains, accuses her of being rash and unprepared for war. Eleven years on, Gilles Durand, disgraced and impoverished, is being tried for the torture and murder of many children. Gilles' servant, Samuel, must face up to his part in the disposal of uncounted bodies at Gilles' castle at Anjou. Both men are haunted by their deeds and must find a way to repent if their souls are to be saved from everlasting damnation. Confessional explores themes of guilt and responsibility, of repentance and forgiveness. It raises questions that we are still asking today when rich and powerful people commit intolerable crimes, how much of the guilt lies with those who tolerated them? And that's what's on in a moment, but before we begin, we're just past Sonic Summerstock and we're already thinking about the month of Halloween. Mutual Audio is hosting the return of Transcontinental Terror. If you've been a fan of producing audio drama horror shows in the month of October, have a thought of running yours in the Transcontinental Terror line this October. We're planning on making all the stops. We'll give more details soon. But for now, let's get into Confessional from Jill Korn, your feature this week that all begins right here on The Sonic Society. Confessional a podcast drama written and directed by Jill Korn. The play contains themes that some people may find distressing. Please use discretion. The Year of Our Lord. 1429. For almost a hundred years, the House of Valois has striven to oust the English invaders from our French territories. The English Godams have besieged the city of Orléans. If they take it, the cause of France is lost. 
What is that you're pouring out? Just a little wine. I don't take cleaning. wine, Doctor, nor any strong drink. I have sworn... I've heard all about you. But you needn't worry, this wine's for cleaning your wound. Best vintage from my lord's vineyards, or so I'm told. Stretch out your foot, girl, like this. Ow! Keep it still and let me get the blood off it. Then I can see what I've got to deal with. Wiggle your toes. It hurts to do that. Of course it does. Spears hurt. That's what they're for. Move it this way. And that. And again. Ow! There are no bones broken. You're very lucky. God is looking after me. So you say. Certainly the soldiers believe it. What is it they call you? They call me Joan the Virgin. Very nice. And some give you a lady's title too, don't they? I've heard them around the camp calling you Joan of Arc. It's nothing to me what... That's as maybe Joan of Arc. But be warned. For every one that would raise you up, there are a dozen more would tear you down. Can I go now? Ow! Will you sit still? We're not finished. You boy, bring me the knife. That one in the brazier. Yes. It's red hot. What are you doing? I'm going to cauterise the wound. You've surely seen this done before. Now, hold still while I... Ah! You're burning me! Hold still, girl. I thought you wanted to play soldiers. (laughs) Believe me, you're going to get worse than this if you carry on. There, that's done. Should heal cleanly now. Stop crying, girl. I have some honey balm here, look. This will soothe and keep it clean. My Lord Dere. May I enter? Is the maid decent? It's Gil. Please don't let him see I've been crying. Not in your sleeve, girl. Here, here's a cloth. Wipe your face. Now then, Joan. Have you been at my best wine again? How's our patient surgeon done your worst, have you? Done my very best, sir, as you commanded. Hello, Gil. Insolent miss! Have some respect. You must address my lord properly as sire Leave us, surgeon. Very good, my lord. Hurts, eh? Let me see. It's not so bad. (laughs) So you say... Stay there a while and keep your foot on that stool. Oof. That was a long day. Want some? No, I don't. Of course. You know, that was almost a disaster today, don't you? It's just a scratch. I'm not talking about your foot. We won, didn't we? We took Lee August down from the English. <laughs> Joan, Joan... Is that your armour hanging up in the corner? Yes. Why? I thought it must be. It's tiny, like a boy's. How long have you been wearing it? Since March. Six weeks. (laughs) And me and Dunois, all those commanders in the Dauphin's army, how long do you think we've been wearing armour? I don't know what you mean, Gil. Yes, you do. That was a foolish foray you made, Joan. I was watching you from up here. And you saw me ride out to tell the English usurpers to leave France. What of it? It's what God has called me to do. Backed by the untrained militia from Orléans itself. They've been under siege for seven months, Joan. 
All they know is digging latrines, and what will they do? Pelt the enemy with shit, for God's sake? Don't take the Lord's name in vain. I won't hear it. <laughs> and don't change the subject, maid. I was here, watching you with Dunois. He was swearing fit to topple heaven, by the way. We all saw you. But the English saw you too, and they knew you were coming. They had reinforcements coming up from Saint-Privet, for God's... <sighs> and I had to watch while your precious militia turned tail and ran away. They were afraid. They rallied after us. Yes, yes, they rallied. After you raised your fancy standard and faced the enemy all on your own. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. One tiny knight facing down those vicious goddams. What were you shouting at them? In the name of God. And? And what? You shouted something else. I said, be gone or I will make you go. <laughs> Sometimes I think that you are mad. No, you are wrong. I do what my voices tell me to do. Look at me, Joan. I am, Gil. Now, listen to me. No more forays on your own. You must work with the captains. They know what they're about. Take advice, Joan. You must see that is the sensible... <sighs> Joan, what's the matter? Why do you stare at me like that? I see you, Gil. What? And, and what exactly do you see? Sometimes I see. Sometimes God shows me. Shows you what? What? What can you see, Joan? I see your soul, Gil. No, no. I see you your can't. soul you... and the road it is travelling. Tell me what you see. What I see? No. No, I cannot say it. You must. I must what? Say it? What is Turn it? Turn to God, Gil, before it's too late for you. Turn to God. The year of our Lord, 1440. Joan is dead, and the English invaders have been driven back. But the people of Anjou have not found peace, and no children play in the fields and villages. We strive to be good children, especially when we're in church. We try hard not to wriggle and fidget during the saying of the Mass, even though the seats are very hard and the talking very long. We don't understand the words the priest uses, but we sit as still as gravestones all through his talking, and we bow our heads, eyes tight shut, when we are bidden to pray. We know better than to cough as the priest passes by, swinging the golden thurible and swirling the pungent clouds of holy incense around our heads, we make the sign of the cross to keep evil away. For we know what will happen if we misbehave. Our grandmothers have told us, and we know it to be true because their grandmothers told them, and theirs before them, and so on. Back to the dark times, when the children of Anjou disappeared and only their poor, picked bones were ever found. Besides, we are all sinners, the priests say so, 
He'd tell us how he must be washed in blood to make us clean. But not yet, dear, sweet Mother of God. Oh, please, not yet. Oh, oh there, Jimmy. Oh there, damn you. That sentry never there when you need one. Oh, oh, you, Thomas, is it? You blind old man, there's no Thomas here. I've brought provisions for my Lord de Ray and I You're must... lying. The Vittlers have all delivered their produce and gone home. What are you about? Nobody sees the prisoner except by my Lord Bishop's orders. I'm no liar, but I say me. you are, and this pike stands ready to prove it. No need for that. I come every week and they let me in. Sweet Mary, protect me from this thug. You know I'm only doing what I'm told. I bring meat and wine for the prisoner, my Lord de Ray, on his orders. This comes from his own estate. I have the bishop's permission to come... Oh, shut your mouth, old man. I'll let you in. But you'd better make it worth my while, though. Bloody sentries, they're all the same. Better find his toffee, Jenny, or he'll have my head on a spike. What did I do with them rabbits? They're stinking. Good enough for this greedy bugger anyway. Oh, so you brought me a gift, eh? Mother of God! Where are these filthy things meant to be? Jugged hair, friend. Fattest you'll see this side of the Loire. Rancid rabbit mere like. You think I'm daft? What else have you got? Nothing else. Come on, pal, you can do better than that. You're telling me that that cart's laden with victuals for his lordship up there. What you get spare? What's the matter with you? You want me to be taken as a thief? By him? Never mind my head on a spike, mate. I'd have my guts torn out and eaten if he had anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but not before he's had his way with you, old man. Every way you can imagine. And drag your soul down to hell with him. Here, do you know how they caught him in the end? I don't know anything. About they say he kidnapped a priest, rode his horse into the church during the mass... And on a holy day, too. Can you believe that? That devil was taking our children. For years, they say. But he lays his hand on some miserable cleric. And now they put him on trial. What do you think of that, old man, eh? Oh, Mary, Mother of God, bear witness that I am just a poor man bringing food to such a one. Sir, please, let me pass. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking your lord won't be needing much more of his provisions. You hear that? Hear what? Oh, the scaffold. Aye, they're building it high as befits a nobleman. We'll all get a good view when the time comes. Well, get on your way. Come up, Jenny. Hey, old man! Yes, friend? No stinking rabbits next time, eh? If there is a next time. As you say. 
Come up, Jenny. This is how it happened that I lost my son. On a day in September, two years passed, a man came to my door and asked to speak to me. He said his name was Poitou and that he was a servant of the great lord who was lodging at the inn of my neighbour, Jean Collin. This Poitou asked to see my boy, Paul, but he was attending school that day. He was a clever boy, at that time ten years old. Then Poitou asked that Paul should come and live with him. He said that he would clothe him very well and provide him with many advantages. He said that the child would be the source of numerous benefits for him too. I replied that I would not take my boy out of school, that I would rather wait for advantages he would provide for me later as an educated man. Poitou replied by promising that he would take my son and send him to school and that he would give me a hundred sous for a new dress. A hundred sous! I agreed to let him take the child and put his things together for his journey. Poitou returned later for Paul, bringing with him four pounds for the dress. I said to him, there are 20 sous missing, and he replied that he had promised only four pounds. I began to think him a liar, and I said, will you keep your other promises, since you have not kept this one? He told me to leave off. There would be plenty of gifts for me and the child if I let him go. So he led the child away to the inn of Jean Collin. I missed my little boy. It was strange to wake the next morning and not find him sleeping under his blanket. I heard horses and I went out to look. The great lord was preparing to mount his horse and I asked him, where is my child? He did not reply or look at me, but he turned to Poitou who was standing by and I heard him say, the child was well chosen, he is as beautiful as an angel. Not long after, the child left with Poitou, riding on a pony that Poitou had bought for him from Jean Collin. He waved as he left, but he did not look back. Since then, I have had no news of him, and I did not see him in the company of the great lord when he passed through our town six months after. I do not think my boy is still living. I pray to Our Lady, sweet mother of Jesus, to find and keep safe his little soul. Jean Joudin. Jean Roussin. Thomas Edelin, Pierre Chastelier, Guy Sorin, Guillaume Delis, Colin Jambray, Jean Degrépy, Jean Hubert, Jacques Fougère, Paul Lossard. Ah, there was a beautiful face. The angels themselves must desire that month. Olivier Darrell, Bernard Le Camus, Jean Toutblanc, Toutblanc. And so he was pure white, pure and white, no blood left in him. Rabin Pavot, Moustache Doué, Guillaume Amelin. Stay close by, jailer. Do not move from the door. My Lord Bishop, someone should be with you. It is not prudent to go in alone. Be silent! My Lord de Ray and I are old acquaintances. 
Are we not, Gil? Well, you may kiss the ring, my son. I'll kiss your ass first, John de Malastois. In fact, I'll kick your ass first. <laughs> Close the door. Sire. May I sit, Gil? I am Gilles de Montmorency Laval, Baron de Ray, Maréchal de France. I am a knight and a noble lord. And so you are, my lord. Descended from two great houses, indeed. Distinguished in your time. May I sit? Sit if you will. Shit if you will. It's all one to me. My lord, I believe I find you disturbed in spirit. I come here in friendship to help you regain the grace of our heavenly father. My lord, I have no need of your help or any man's help in this world. Let me pour you some wine. Come, sit by the fire. There's a chill in the air this morning. Shall I put on a log? Come. Your wine is as good as ever it was, Git, my lord. Do you have everything you need here? Are you comfortable? I am a prisoner. But you're well provided with wine and good food, I understand. You have your furnishings about you, from Tifoge or Pouzoge. Do you mock me, priest? Are you here now for the last shirt from my back? You and your master have everything else of mine. Leave me some dignity for the love of God. No, no. You misunderstand. I'm here to see that you are comfortable and to offer you further comfort, if I can. What comfort is there for a soul in hell, priest? We are all in the hands of God. We must pray to the holy saints to intercede for us. I see that you have brought your favourite tapestry with you. I saw it as I entered. It is the church militant, is it not? It is surely St. George, in full battle armour. I've never seen one quite like it. But, the banner in his hand, it is... It is the maid. What? It is the maid, it is Joan. It is my saviour, my saint, it is my holy one. By the Holy Virgin, you are mad. This is blasphemy, but, my lord, this is heresy. You worship Joan the witch. She was condemned, burned for her sins against the church. Burned? Yes, she was burned. And burning still, and burning in my soul, day after bloody day. I am in hell, burning as she burned. There is nothing that you and your holy minions can do to me, priest, that you have not already done to her. Gil, my lord de Ray, you must confess your sins. There are so many. I cannot save your soul. The Holy Father himself cannot save your soul if you do not confess and repent. I confess nothing. I repent of nothing except that I did not kill you when I had a sword in my hand. Here, priest, do you want to know what it feels like to burn? 
Here's what it feels like when someone takes a burning brand to set you on fire. Can you feel the heat, my lord? Stop. Stop in God's name. You'll have me alight. Get back. Stay back from me. Jailer! Jailer! Open the door, man! You'll have to pray louder than that, priest. No one hears you. Now I have you. And here's my torch. How long will it take to set your silken robes burning, my lord? Will you crackle like pork on a spit? I wonder. Will you scream for God to come and piss on the flames? Jailer! Holy saints couldn't save her. Why should they plug your scabby corpse from the fire? Will you pray to them to save you? Jailer, for pity's sake! My lord bishop! This way. <laughs> ah, not so brave now, John, eh? Aye, get you gone, priest. I have no need of you. Come up, Jenny. Long day, eh, old girl? And neither of us getting younger. <laughs> Still, we'll see his lordship out, I dare say. Scaffold's nearly up. Not much doubt there, Jenny, eh? Bloody <laughs> hell! Christ above, Jenny! Whoa, girl, steady! By all the saints, what's the matter with you? You nearly had me out on my head there. You could have broken my bloody neck. What threw you then? Nothing to see. Did you misstep? And me not confess to the priests and St Bruno's Day? Aye, and not even then. Let me see your hooves. Have you got a stone? No. No. Nothing there or there. There, girl. No harm done this time. Walk on. So, Jenny, is that our punishment for wishing to outlive his lordship, eh? But our lady and the saints listening to us all this time. I do know this. If I died now, I would die unshriven. I would burn alongside my Lord de Ray for sure. My real sins have never been confessed to any priest. There are demons waiting for me, Jenny, and yet I can't confess. Not all of it. How can I tell what I don't know? Only one creature in God's creation I can tell it to, Jenny, eh? Walk on, girl. Walk on. Damn, no ink. Do they want me to use my own blood? Jailer! Jailer! Where the hell are you? Move your lazy ass, man. Here, my lord. Well, come in, fellow. I am to remain here, my lord. 
My Lord Bishop has said that no one must enter your cell except with an armed guard. Why? Do they think I will eat you? <laughs> oh, I'm coming to get you! Oh, saints in heaven, have mercy. For Christ's sake, jailer, grow some balls. Bring me ink, man, and bring more wine with my supper. Yes, my lord. As you say, sir. Fool. The world is populated with fools. Peasant fools, priestly fools. Fools masquerading as archbishops. Fools acting as kings. God damn them all to hell. But when this is made public, they shall know me for who I am. They will know what power I can command, and they will tremble. I am a knight and a noble lord. I hold lands and castles across the breadth of Brittany, Anjou, and Poitou. I was a commander in the Dauphin's army, where I was greatly respected for my skill in strategy, my courage in action. I defeated the English for him, not once, but many times, and I brought about his coronation at Reims. For that, his noble majesty granted me the right to bear the royal fleur-de-lis around my coat of arms. None of this can be denied. I am Gilles de Montmorency-Laval, Baron de Ray, Maréchal de France. Bravo, Gil. Even I'm impressed. Joan. Little Joan. I knew you would come. You've been calling on me day and night since you got here. Of course I had to come. Oh, get up, Gil. You look silly kneeling there. <laughs> Humility doesn't suit you. You are there. On my wall, it's true. I speak to you every day. You are angry, Gil. You hide it when you speak to me, but I hear your anger like a bitter wind. You always were a wild sort of man. I remember when we turned all that to good use. Stand up now. Stand tall, like you did at Orléans. At Orléans, we all stood tall. Joan, even you. <laughs> you always did like to tease me, big knight. We showed those English goddams at Orleans, though, didn't we? <laughs> they never stood a chance against us. Once you and I stood together at saint Loup, the English were done for. But you were all for leaving it there, as I remember. The army was resting, waiting for the king's men to arrive. The captains were busy getting drunk and celebrating. It was Ascension Day. No fighting on a feast day, remember? You would have all been sitting there still if I hadn't rallied you to action and taken a spear in my foot. Always impatient, little Joan. But by then, I would have followed you anywhere. And you did, Gil. You followed me to the fort at Tourelle. You helped me carry the ladder to the wall. And... And I caught you 
when that English archer put an arrow through your shoulder. I caught him too, that bastard drowned in the Loire with all the others. You rescued me. Then? They called me a very valiant knight of arms. Then? I never left your side, brave maid. Not then. I never left you. You never came to see me in prison, Gil. When they piled up the logs and tethered me to the top of the pyre, you never came then. I... I could not... When the flames were lit and they set fire to my clothes and the pain began to pierce me like a thousand arrows, when men in the crowd called me a whore and they watched as my naked body began to blister and the fire dried the tears on my face before they could fall. I could not... When the smoke smothered my breath and stilled my heart, you never came, Gil. You never came. I could not bear it. Sir. Sir. What ails you? I could not bear it. I could not bear it. Let's get you out of that harness, girl. Come up, Ginny. There. That better? Let's look at that knee of yours. Why did it give way, I wonder? Nothing there that I can see in this light. You need a drink, first of all. Here. Need our supper, eh? And then I must start collecting provisions for the next time. If there is a next time. Who knows how long they'll take to try his lordship? And who knows how many witnesses they will call? Pray God and all his angels that they don't call me, Jenny. Enough now, girl. Can't have you getting a chill there. And here's your fodder. Fresh stuff. They won't call me, though, because my lord's men can't say I was there. They'll never bring such a witness against themselves. As long as I can keep my mouth shut. And you're my confessor, eh, girl? You're bound not to say a word. <laughs> oh, the nights are getting colder, Ginny. Let me cover you up. There you go, Ginny. Robed like my Lord Bishop himself. I should go in and get my supper. But something's lying heavy as the grave on me. And I know what it is, although I try not to know. Will you hear my confession, old friend? I'll kneel then, shall I? Forgive me, Father. No, Ginny. Forgive me, for I have sinned. What can I tell you? When a messenger brought news that my lord's own brother was preparing to take the castle at Mashku, I swear to you I did not know about the cesspits. I had made sure I did not hear the rumours that reached us from the country folk. I refused to notice the beauty of the boys who came to serve my master's pages and heralds, and I never tried to know where they went and why we never saw them in his presence again. My master's two close servants came to me with my orders. That very night we pulled the sacks of rubbish from the pits and tied the necks of them tight so that nothing could fall out. 
I muffled my nose and mouth against the smell and brought up the cart so that we could load it quickly. I remember I was afraid the sacks would topple. I was afraid of what might fall out. Jenny, I drove the cart by night out into the woods with those two riding beside me. We brought with us all the wood from the store and lit a great fire in a clearing. All the villagers around must have seen it. They must have smelt the terrible stench and felt our desperation. No one came near. As the dawn broke, we fetched water to pour on the hot ashes and we did not look at one another. We were filthy with the deeds of the night. Those two will burn with my master, they say. And what of me? Go in first, stand either side of the door, and be ready. Sir. Close the door, jailer. Be quick. Lock it, and listen out for me. Afraid, John? Afraid? No. Not of you. No. You have your bodyguards and they look well armed to me. A glass of wine, then? No. <laughs> You're right. It could be poison, John. You don't know what I'm capable of. You're perhaps forgetting the evidence I've listened to. Twelve days' worth of it. I know exactly what you're capable of. And your conclusion, my lord? You're monstrous. You must indeed be possessed. I want to pity you, but I can't find it in me. And you, a man of God. <laughs> don't lose sleep, John, and don't waste your pity. I'll find forgiveness when I need to. As a man of God, I tell you, you will find no forgiveness, here or in heaven, if you don't repent. Is that why you had your men show me the instruments? You have a fine cellar, my lord, full of well-oiled machinery. I imagine your torturers could wring repentance out of most men, one way or another. But I will not repent for any man alive. Don't think I'm afraid to use them, Gil. You tell me you're not afraid of anything, John, but you have not ordered your fine instruments to be used on me all the same. And you see that as weakness, do you? Everyone's weaker than you, Gil. Especially those children that you tormented and killed and mutilated. A brave, strong man indeed. Braver and stronger than you, John. You crawled to the damned English whenever they clicked their fingers. You hid behind your cathedral pillars, you sniveling dog. You betrayed our king and worse. You handed over the maid who crowned him when it suited your purposes. You yellow English-loving traitor. I'd like to see you burn like you burned her. Enough! I it is you who will burn. You who worship the witch, Joan. You who consort with demons. This is heresy, my lord. And even you will not escape the stake or the wrath of God when you are excommunicated from his holy church. Enough. Guards, Sir, come forward. Stop. Stop. She's here. She? Who? 
What are you saying? My lord, shall we kill him? There she is. You came to me then. Don't touch him, but stand ready there. My lord, Gil, what do you see? They would torture me if they dared, Joan. But you know, don't you, why I did it? They destroyed all innocence when they destroyed you. They knew what they were doing when they burned you, and they laughed as you were tortured by the flames, and they leered as your garments fell away. How could I let them go unpunished? So, I lured away their innocence, and I destroyed them one by one. What are you saying? This man is truly possessed. Get the door open. Open, jailer. What in God's name? Why does he kneel? There's nobody there. You, guards. Out, jailer. Damn you, get us out. Out! Forgive me, Joan. Please. What must I do? Turn. Turn. Turn to God. We do not know what it is we fear, only that fear sits always with us. When summer comes and we play in the meadows, we forget to be afraid until the shadows lengthen and the evening breeze chills our bare arms. Then we run home, laughing to show that we are not really afraid. But in the winter, the dark comes early and we linger in the kitchen watching the candles grow small as the evening deepens. When the fire burns low and the candle flame starts to gutter, we see his shadow on the wall, moving, always moving, and we know he is coming closer. We huddle together then, saying very little, perhaps pushing one another to show how brave we are, afraid to stay awake, afraid to go to bed. We do not know what it is we fear, Will he seek us out to drink the blood from our bodies? Will he leave our cold, white bones jumbled beneath the dungeons of his castle? Will he fetch us away to be his bride and cut our throats in the wedding bed? We do not know what he will do, but we know his name. My lord, Gildiray, Barbie Blue. Bluebeard. Which? Which? Be silent. We have established the legitimacy of this court and its competence to try the prisoner. We will read the indictments against him. Item. That for 14 years, more or less every year, every month, every day, every night, the said Gilles de Ray, possessed by the evil one, unlawfully took from their homes many children of Anjou and Poitou, both boys and girls. Item. That during the said time, the accused murdered these children, 140 or more, in a treacherous, cruel and inhuman fashion. That he offered the limbs of said innocents to evil spirits, that both before and after their death, and as they were expiring... He abused them against nature to satisfy his abominable passions. And that afterwards, he burned or caused to be burned their bodies and had the ashes thrown into the cesspits of his castles. 
item. But also during that time, the said Gilles has held discourse with sorcerers and heretics that he solicited their aid to carry out his purposes, that he communicated and collaborated with them, that he received their dogmas, studied and read books concerning the forbidden arts of alchemy and witchcraft. Quiet! We will have quiet. Guards, remove them that will not be silent. This court will be respected. And this court will know how to deal with my lord, de Rey. My lord, de Rey, you have consistently refused to recognize the authority of this court to examine the charges against you. Nevertheless, we have examined all of the documents in the case and we have diligently considered the depositions of the witnesses against you. Furthermore, we have had presented to us a complete and faithful account of the legal grounds for this case. For these reasons, this court has the authority to pass sentence upon you. Before I do so, I would ask you for the last time whether you want to be reincorporated with the church, our mother, and return to her on account of the invocation of evil spirits and other deviations from the Catholic Yes. Faith. What? My God. My Lord. What did you say? Yes. Quiet! I command you! Gilles de Rey, speak. My Lords, I am accused of heresy. I do not know what that means. Only that others, one other, have gone before me accused of that crime. But this court judges me to be guilty of that sin, and I confess it to you now. See, I go down on my knees, and I ask this court in all humility to absolve me of the sentences of excommunication that you have brought against me. I desire to make reparation and to become a member of the body of the church before I die. Your children. He's in league with the devil. Oh, God. We must consider this. We must have time. My lords, we will retire. You, guards, keep the prisoner close. Make sure he doesn't try to escape from here. We will, my lords, hurry. We must decide wh what, whether. I do not trust this repentance. John. John de Malestroit? Yes. I turn to God. Oh, God in heaven. Don't slow us down now, Jenny. We need to see the end for ourselves. There'll be big crowds there. Keep going, girl. We're nearly through Rezé. It's not much farther. <coughs> God's name! What do you think you're about? Come on, girl. You've no cart to pull. Come on. 
You're lame, damn it. What have you done? What is it? What's the matter with you? Let me see your hooves. Lift up. And the other one. Of all the days to pick, girl. That looks like some stone you've picked up. Let me get my knife. Hold still while it. Where the devil is it? Here. Lift up, Ginny. By God, but you've found a sharp one. And it's been there a while. Doubt I shall shift this. Why didn't you say something, Ginny? We shall need a hoof pick. I wonder... Well, we can't go on. We'll have to ask here at the inn, I suppose. Come on then, old girl. Hello? Hello there. Nobody here today. Are you the groom lad? Can you see to my horse here? Not me. Groom's gone off. They've all gone off. Gone off where? Oh, to not. Is that it? To see the burning? Yes, three of them, they say. That lord who ate the children. He has four horns and cloven feet and breathes fire. So they say. You're a fool, boy. He looks like any other man. Look, my horse needs help. Is there anybody about? No. There must be. There. That cottage has smoke coming from its chimney. Who lives there? Peron. She's there. I saw her feeding her chickens. Peron. Thank you. Watch my horse, will you? She won't go far. She's lame. Hello there. What is it you want? Mrs. I wouldn't bother you if I didn't need to. Does your man have a hoof pick? I'm in a hurry to get to Rouen and my horse is lame. Rouen? They're burning the devil in Rouen this day. Why do you want to go there? They'll set his damn soul free and God knows what will happen then. They are executing my Lord de Ray, yes, and I... Lord! Who are you then? Another devil come to take our children? No, no, a servant, that's all. A servant of the devil then. I hope you're proud. I hope you know the words of the confession and I hope you can find a priest to absolve you. Because I live night and day cursing the soul of every man who did not kill that black-hearted coward when they had the chance. I, I, I did not know. Aye, you knew. You all knew. Those men with purses full of money and their fine clothes and their mincing ways, they knew. You serfs with your dumb mouths and your blind eyes. Are you telling me you never heard the screams from the great tower at Tifoge? Get away from here before I cut out your heart like he cut out the heart of my son. Get away! Yes, yes, may God bless you. I I must get to know that I must see him die. And may God curse you, coward! Coward! Let me through, can you let me pass there? Hey, stop shoving, man. What's the matter with you? You're too late anyway, you've missed the best part. It was really strange. What happened? Did he rage? Was he violent? He died well, I'll say that for him. He exhorted us all to turn to God and love our children. That's a laugh, eh? But you missed such a show as I've never seen in Nantes. Priests, soldiers, music, the most gorgeous vestments, like a royal procession, somebody said. He always did love the pomp. What did you say? Oh, they're cutting him down. Look at that. I can't see. Can you move just... What are they doing? Will they spill his entrails? Are they quartering his body? Where have you come from? Don't you know anything, old man? They won't quarter him. He's a nobleman. 
They say he paid the executioner everything he had left to hang him before the pyre was lit. He hardly suffered. Oi! Give me space there, you! Anyway, he repented all of his sins, didn't he? Repented? He confessed. Is he shriven then? Far as I know. They say the church took him back, like the little lost lamb. But who knows what God himself will think, eh? I reckon my lord can repent all he likes. His heart is still as black as hell. Oh, my lord, have mercy on my soul. Why, what is this to do with you? Uh, nothing, I I did nothing. Uh, they, they were already dead when... There, they've doused the flames. They have him down now. My God, it's taken four men to lift him onto the bier. Can you see? Stand up taller and you'll catch a glimpse. Uh, I, I'm not too... If you're going to spew, do it somewhere else. Christ, these are my best shoes. Get back. What's the matter with you? No, no, I'm not. Early start. No food. We're coming this way. Move back. Make way. Well, you look at that, eh? Four ladies of his household, they say. Taking him to the Carmelites so they can keep praying for his bloody soul till eternity. Hey, who do you think you're shoving? We're coming through here. Stand back. Make way there. Make way for my Lord Bishop. Make way! I must go. I must confess my sin. Where are you going, you old fool? Stay back. That's my Lord Bishop. What are you doing? You'll get yourself killed. My Lord, I kneel. Out of the way, man. Get him away from me. Get up, old man. Come on. My Lord Bishop, forgive me, Father. Forgive me, for I have sinned. In God's name, get him away from me. Move on, you fools. Here, let me... Are you mad, old man? Father, forgive me. Forgive me. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. Let me be forgiven. The Year of Our Lord, 1441. Listen. In the fields and villages of our beloved Anjou, you can hear once more the laughter of our beloved children. Confessional was recorded in Glasgow at McCalla Studios. The actors were Scott Kenevy, Rachel McPherson Graham, Neil MacDonald, George McClure, David Sillers, Kenny Burnham, Robert Donaldson, Iona Dunlop, E.J. Rowley and Alex Bennett. Our producer was Alex Bennett and the sound engineer was David Simpson. Post-production was by Alex Bennett, David Simpson composed and performed the music. And that's this week's show. Please check out our show notes for Jill Korn's work from our website at sonicsociety.org. Make sure you add us on Twitter at Sonic Society. And let's not forget David's new Twitter at David Alt. The Sonic Society has a page on Facebook, and we all love to post on audio drama, radio drama lovers. While you're at Facebook, feel free to join the Mutual Audio Network fans on Facebook too. We're everywhere. Well, we may be everywhere, but we're not on every time at least for our drops. You can find us on Sundays on the Mutual Audio Network Sunday Showcase and subscribe either to the Showcase feed or the massive Mutual Audio Network feed with new shows dropping every single day. Check them out. It's so much fun. Until next week, when David and I see you again, have a wonderful day. I'm Jack Ward.
Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. (gasps) Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. That sounds great, Dad! Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's... Yeah? Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices. That is what it is. Look. Whoa, Dad, this looks awesome. Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man. (laughs) Thanks, Dr. Mary. My pleasure, Billy. And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye. Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine, available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere, or at digitalvaudeville.com. That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E.com. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So, yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.